You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jack McCauley from Dogman.com, alongside former intern Luke Munger. Luke, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. How are you, Jack? Doing good. We're recording this on the first day, the inaugural day of college football. Got a little appetizer for us, just something to wet the palates. Um, UCLA, Hawaii going on right now. Nebraska, Illinois just wrapped up. And uh, before we begin, uh, I think it's fair to say Scott Frost might be on his way out the door after this season. Gosh, yeah. Uh, we're recording this right now during week zero. It's about halftime of the UCLA game. Um, yeah, and yeah, Nebraska does not look very good. I said in my first edition of Lukey's Locks Live that I believe in Adrian Martinez, and that was that was a mistake. I regret saying those words. What, what about that punt return um, from Nebraska, though, early in the game? Yeah, that was insanely bad. If you guys missed it punt returner from Nebraska like turned around and sprinted after a punt that was going to land three yards deep in the end zone. He caught it on the two, like ran back into the end zone. And while he was getting thrown down, he tried to like throw it forward out of the end zone. Yeah. It and, was, uh, it, it was safety. pretty ugly. Yeah. Defense. It was pretty, pretty but rough. Nevertheless, if you have been on the Dogman boards, you have seen the new article um, of season predictions. It's a game by game rundown, shorts, shorter sentences, about two to three sentences about, why we think this we will win, the dogs will lose or win um, against an opponent. Um, it's just short explanations, but we are going to do an extended podcast on that. Um, we just wanted to cover it a little more matchups we think, you know, that are – we're going to dive deep into matchups we might like, dislike, uh, and then go beyond that uh, a little more. So to get things kicked off, Montana next week, uh, the Washington hosts Montana at home for the opening uh, for their opening game. Uh, 5 o'clock p.m. Luke, who you like in that game? Well, obviously I like the Huskies. <laughs> like, I Montana. There, I can't lie. What was that? I was expecting you to pull the upset out of Montana. No, yeah, you know, Nebraska, or, oh gosh, Nebraska. Montana, uh, a well-respected FCS team, an FCS team nevertheless. They only played two games last year. Um, so, yeah, for a number of reasons, I don't think that it will be much of a contest. I also think the Huskies will be, I don't know. I mean, I think they'll come out fired up and excited, but I think it will be pretty straightforward, like handoff to Richard Newton, right? Handoff to Richard Newton left, you know, kind of get yeah. in, get out. Um, I don't think they're going to break up the playbook too much. They'll get a little bit running, obviously. You know, they want some game reps uh, for a big matchup the following week against Michigan. But a little to note about Montana, uh, they are an FCS team. And they did lose a lot of talent. They've had a couple stud receivers, uh, a couple defensive players that have moved on, graduated. Um, so they are in a little bit of a rebuild mode. They uh, did lose a lot of their studs. So Washington will hope to capitalize on that, as well as being a Power 5 opponent going up against an FCS opponent. That win percentage is kind of like a 1 versus 16 in March Madness. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and again, Montana obviously is, is a really solid FCS team. Um, but a program the caliber of Washington should never be tested by an FCS team. So Exactly. 
All right, moving forward, uh, the matchup, one of the most anticipated matchups in recent memory, uh, non-conference-wise for Washington. They travel on the road to Ann Arbor to face the Wolverines and Jib Harbaugh. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. First game, or second game back in the big house, but the big one of their biggest opponents in quite some time as well in Washington. Luke, uh, what do you think about this matchup, man? Yeah, you know, this is certainly an interesting one. Um I don't. I mean, I, I'm. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I think the Huskies are the better team. Michigan is much more unknown, I guess. First of all, new quarterback coming in with Cade McNamara. Um, they have a new defensive coordinator coming in as well. Um, that said, they are still Michigan. They're an incredibly talented team. Four star and five star talent all over the place. Uh, I, I think Washington is the better team. Like I said, Michigan uh, was like a triple overtime win against Rutgers away from just play. I, well, first of all, I don't know. I, I'm kind of talking all over myself here, but the, the fact that they extended Jim Harbaugh is somewhat beyond me. I think he'll be coaching for his job this year. Um, nevertheless, I think Washington is the more proven team. Um, and I don't think one game prior to playing the Huskies will be enough for Michigan to figure it out to the point where they should be testing a team like the Huskies as much as they can. I marked them down as a win as well. Uh, I think Washington is the better team when you look across the rosters. Uh, Michigan, there isn't really anybody that just stands out to me when you go up and down their quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. They don't really have a true playmaker. Uh, one matchup to note, I think, is the running backs of Hassan Haskins and Donovan Edwards, the true freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a real talent. And I think if their running game can get going, it's going to be, I think, Michigan may have the nod there. Uh, but then again, it is you know, a true freshman's first task going up. You know, first real task is going up against the Washington Huskies, one of the more formidable defensive opponents they'll face all year. I just don't like it. I think it's going to be a really close game, just yeah. because it is Dylan Morris's first true road game. But I like the dogs pulling out a narrow win. I think it's going to be a sloppy game on both ends, and I think this is one of those games where Washington wins it because of experience and talent. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's it's a tough road test. I think this is where they get the wheels turning a little bit. Uh, but it's I don't think it's going to be one of those season defining looking games for Washington. I don't think this is how they're going to look all seasons. But I do think they are going to win. However, with that said, I wouldn't be surprised if they were so fired up, huge chip on the shoulder, came out and really blew them out. Either I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah, I think another thing to you were talking about matchups you like. So. Michigan, you mentioned a few running backs. Blake Corum as well is another guy that can carry the ball for them. They'll have a freshman quarterback in Cade McNamara. Um, one thing that's interesting, I was looking, Cade McNamara got some play last year. He threw for five touchdowns, completed 60% of his passes, he was 43 for 71 for 425 yards. Um, another thing, though, to consider with that, against teams not named Rutgers, Cade McNamara was 16 of 35 for 165 yards and a touchdown, right? So basically he lit Rutgers up in that triple overtime game and otherwise, uh, I mean, completed less than 50% of his passes, albeit against Big Tw- or Big Ten opponents. All that to say, I think the Huskies will uh, kind of shell out their 52 front that people have been talking about this fall um, and really force Cade McNamara to try to beat the likes of Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon through the air. Uh, and I like that for the Huskies. I, I as well. I think a couple other names to look out for quarterback-wise, just because 
McNamara may not be the guy. Uh, Alan Bowman uh, played at, started at Texas Tech last year, and he threw for 67% of his passes uh, completion, and he was very good. J.J. McCarthy, a five-star freshman coming in, uh, very good, very talented. Would be a very tough start to go up against Washington. Yeah. Um, Did you see uh, Kid McNamara just signed a cryptocurrency uh, NIL deal? I did not. That is not. <laughs> How wild is that? That it's a weird era. It's a different era. I think another matchup. If there is one matchup that uh, Michigan could get the better of on Washington, this might come as a surprise to a lot of people, just because UW's offensive line has been highly regarded so well. But don't sleep on Michigan's defensive line. They have a lot of studs up there. Chris Henton, a big defensive tackle, really stuffs the run uh, running lanes, and they have another guy by the name of Aiden Hutchinson Jr. He's a listed as an All American um, on the defense, highly regarded NFL prospect. He's 6'6", 270, can move. Uh, they got a lot of good guys on the defensive front. That being said, if Washington is being is able to take advantage of them on the running game, their secondary isn't too great. Um, they have a lot of guys who are really talented but unproven and haven't really taken that next step forward. So there are a lot of matchups in this in which I like Washington uh, a lot. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Moving right along to Arkansas State, um, this is, I guess, I don't know. Like, you don't want to overlook any opponent, but I I think it could be kind of overlooked, you know, as kind of a rest game between Michigan and conference play. Jack, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, so it looks like Lane Hatcher is going to be their guy uh, this year. Last season, him and Logan Bonner, um, they were in and out um, switching uh, between each other. But Arkansas State had a real good year last year. They upset Kansas State on the road. So they have pulled the this kind of upset off before and as of last year, in fact. So they are a team that, you know, looking on paper, could give Washington a little bit of trouble. I think it's going to be closer than most people think just because they ha- they do have a lot of talent. Uh, they, have a, they have a really fantastic quarterback room. Uh, James Blackman is a guy who could take over for Hatcher. He's a transfer out of Florida State. Um, Alan Waters is another transfer who is real solid out of Vanderbilt. Uh, and I, I think their quarterback room is very talented. I just don't think Washington's an opponent to get their season going on track against two of the better cornerbacks and more athletic cornerbacks in the nation. Yeah, certainly. And then they have some talented carriers with the ball as well. Lincoln Pear is a guy coming back. He was kind of the second option last year, but averaged over six yards per carry. Um, the Huskies, I think a big question mark for them this year is uh, kind of their run defense, given what they showed in four games last year. Um, obviously, you'd think that they would have a couple games to figure it out and obviously have a big test in Michigan right before that. But if they don't bring their A game in that regard, that could be another thing to keep an eye out on um, when the Huskies take on Arkansas State. But that said, uh, again, it's a game that Washington uh, should have no problem taking care of business, especially at home. Yeah. Moving right along, the Cal Golden Bears, Luke, they are a team that has Will, – Justin Wilcox and company have really gave Washington some trouble, some fits in the last couple of years, spoiling their party um, in 2018. Um, everybody can remember the Evan Weaver uh, pick six. Obviously, 2019 was another memorable game. Uh, the lights out, late night finisher, Cal spoiling them again. Uh, so Cal is – one of those opponents for Washington, they just can't seem to get by. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, Luke, and who do you like? Yeah, you know, this is a tough one for me. Um, it, it's hard for any team to go and run the tables 
I, I think Washington has the talent to win the North. Um, but California has been a real tough one for the Huskies of late. Um, so unfortunately, you know, this is one that I was originally going to pick against the Huskies a couple years ago and I backed out and ended up regretting it. Uh, Chase Garbers, I think is extremely underrated. Christopher Brooks, once Christopher Brown is back for his senior season, uh, Kakoa Crawford and Nico, or Nico Remigio are a couple of, I guess, veteran receiver options as well. Um, and they always play great defense. So this is one that I can see the Huskies having a disappointing drop at home to begin conference play. Yeah. Um, California is a scary team for Washington. Uh, I, I like them escaping this team um, with a narrow win. I think they're going to play them real close like they always do. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. They always put out a really great defense, notably in the secondary. Elijah Hicks is the guy this year who I uh, really like back there for them. Um, he's going he's a senior safety, 5'11", 200 pounds. He's, he's a very, very interesting NFL prospect. Um, Chase Garber's back again. Uh, he's really steady Eddie against Washington, it seems like. He's able to make big plays and convert quietly. Um, like you said, Chris, Christopher Brown has gave a lot of troubles um, to Washington, especially in 2019. Marcel Dancy's the other guy. He's been, he's been his kind of he's been as Robin to Batman for the last couple of years, and he's a solid yeah. he's a solid backup. And you mentioned Nico uh, Nico Ramizier and Kakoa Crawford. Those are some those are some formidable wide receiver ones they have there. Uh, and I would not be surprised if California was able to come into Husky Stadium and pull off an upset. But I think the big difference maker in this game is it's the first conference game at Husky Stadium. And Husky Stadium not only being one of the louder atmospheres um, within the Pac-12, if not the nation, they didn't have a game. We didn't play last year. You know, fans weren't allowed back in, and I think that's the difference maker. I think this team just has a lot of energy, and they really come out and convert. Awesome. Great. Yeah, and then following that, so first disagreement, by the way, Luke's going loss. Jack is predicting a narrow win. Then the Huskies have their first road conference game October 2nd at Oregon State. Uh, Jack, how do you see that one going? Yeah, I think I think the Beavers they're they've been really surging as of late. Uh, they've really been on the come up. Jonathan Smith has done an excellent job uh, with what he's been doing there down in Corvallis. Upset Oregon last last year at home. Uh, I guess it's not the civil civil war anymore. I don't know what it is. Uh, but <laughs> you know, Tristan Gebbia is their starting quarterback again, and he really really had trouble against Washington. Um, last year throwing the ball and I think once again he's gonna have trouble uh, throwing the ball again they have some good they have some playmakers they really do Treshawn Harrison is a guy from Florida State actually out of Garfield High School in Seattle former four-star prospect who is very very good Uh, Mm -hmm. Bradford is another solid receiver they have there Um, obviously you can't mention their defense without mentioning Omar Spates and Avery Roberts there are some that is maybe one of if not the best linebacker duo in the Pac-12 I think right behind Washington right there uh, Avery Roberts is a really sleeper pick to, uh, you know, make all American Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 nods, all Pac-12 nods. But I think ultimately Washington's scheme is fits fits very well um, against Oregon State, and they also have a lot more talent than Oregon State. I like Washington all over them on in on the road in Corvallis. I would agree with that. Um, I think obviously, like you mentioned, th- there are some talented players on the offensive side of the ball, Tajon Lindsay, Champ Fleming's a couple of pass catchers as well. Um, I think the big difference maker will be the fact that there's no Jamar Jefferson. Um, and he was really the engine that fueled that Oregon state offense for the past few years. 
Um, so to me, that's a big difference maker. I think I like the Huskies against it. And by the way, I, I saw also that Tristan Jebbia is dealing with an injury this spring. So Sam Neuer, a grad transfer from Colorado, might be thrust into action as well. All that to say, although there's some talent on the offensive side of the ball, especially uh, pass catching options, I don't think it'll be enough to overcome the Husky secondary. And without uh, without Jamar Jefferson to keep the Huskies honest, I think the Huskies are able to uh, walk away victorious in that one. I think one other matchup to keep an eye on is Washington's offensive line against Oregon State's defensive line. Oregon State's average defensive weight is around 275 on the defensive line, and that's not too yeah. big. Six foot, six three. Um, that that's really small up front um, for Oregon State, and then they have another Currently. guy. The edge rushers are six two, two forty, six three, two forty. That's not very big. I expect Washington to just hammer the ball down their throats, um, kind of like they did last year. And I think I that's I think that's a big, big, big difference between the two squads. And which is why I really like Washington in this matchup. Absolutely. Next up, uh, UCLA. They are they are really putting the torch on uh, Hawaii right now. Going to be a long flight home for the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, <laughs> and right now, after just quick thoughts, I guess after since they're playing right now, watching it, uh, Michigan transfer Jack Charbonnet has looked very, very, very impressive alongside Sean Ryan, offensive tackle for UCLA. They got a great running attack. Uh, Luke, what, what do you like from this matchup? I know this is one of those picks that uh, people could see UCLA hopping on the dogs taking um, and upsetting them. What do you think about this game? Yeah, you know, this is, I think, a tough one. Um, like you mentioned, great running attack. Britton Brown as well is another grad transfer back that I think is talented. Uh, Sean Ryan leads a good offensive line for UCLA. And, and then, of course, Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, at quarterback is a, a dangerous option. He's struggled throwing the ball a little bit in this opening matchup against Hawaii. That said, he is a dynamic option on the ground. Um, so I think this is tough. Uh, another player that stood out to me in this matchup so far uh, was Bo Calvert. I thought that he's looked really well, like really good for uh, the UCLA defense. Um, in this game against Hawaii so far. Obviously, who knows how much you can take away from that. All that to say, I think this will be a close one. Uh, I think DTR, I think Husky fans have bad connotations with running backs who are able, or not running backs, quarterbacks who are able to scramble. Um, That said, I honestly am not, I guess, I don't think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is potent enough of a threat through the air Uh for me to think that UCLA would upset the dogs. Yeah. And for that reason, I think the Huskies can take care of business in this one. Uh, the most important thing I think will be that offensive line, Sean Ryan, like you mentioned against what Washington has to bring to the table up front. Uh, that'd be guys like Ryan Bowman off the edge. Uh, we're getting into kind of middle of the uh, year. So is a guy like Zion or Tupola Fatui, someone that could be making a potential return during this time, I think it'll be interesting to watch Washington's defensive front against UCLA's offensive front and see, I guess, what the Huskies are able to to do in this one. But I, I just don't think DTR has what it takes throwing the ball uh, to overcome the Husky defense. And yeah, I think that'll be the difference. I think you, I think you squared the ball up on that one about DTR. Uh, he's just not a true passer, and I think you have to be a true passer to do well against Washington in their secondary. They have struggled against those teams getting off the third down. Uh, Trace McSorley, as of note, you know, he was one of those guys who could beat 
Washington with both his arms and legs. DTR, I think, can beat him with their legs, but not the arm. Um, and which is why I like Washington in this. I think also Washington, if they ever remain healthy, I think they win too. You know, they're coming off a bye, and that and that um, is very important. And Washington tends to do really well off of bye weeks, which is why I like Washington to do well here. I think they will be um, healthy, rested, and they're able to do. Um, I think their offense will be able to uh, run the ball well and throw the ball well on a UCLA defense that is pretty unproven. However, I think two names to note on the UCLA defense are Bo Calvert Jr. Um, some familiarity with that last name as his brother. Mm-hmm. Josh Calvert was a formidable linebacker at Washington. Another name of familiarity is Ali Cajo, uh, former Washington signee. Yeah. Uh, and five-star freshman. He's a guy who could break out. Um, people at Alabama really liked him at camp. You know, obviously there's just so much talent there, and he got pushed out. But he's one of those guys who, you know, he, five-star out of high school, ton of talent, um, and played for one of the play, played for the most dominant college football program of all time in Alabama. Um, so there is there is a lot to like on defense for UCLA. Yeah. Quantrez Knight is another corner, nickel corner. Who's uh, pretty solid, six foot one ninety five. Um, those are three guys I like on defense, but they do again. Ha- they they just haven't been proven. Uh, they've had some. T- they had some narrow losses last yeah. year, which were scary. Which would be scary for Washington. You know, they lost a combined like against USC and Stanford, like six points by six points. Which is, you know, they play teams close, and I think they play Washington close. But ultimately, I think DTR is just not able to do enough. Yeah, this defense is interesting for UCLA. I think. Um, because it, it was not fantastic last year. In half of their games, they allowed more than 30 points. Um, however, they also went out, and they've acquired a lot of transfer talent. Yeah, for example, you mentioned um, Ale Cajo. This is a veteran defense, um, so I don't know. It, it could be – it's unproven. I could see it going either way, you know, where it's finally an experienced season group they are able to kind of put it all together for Chip's fourth year at UCLA. Um, But I think the success of this team will in many ways kind of hang on what their defense is able to do, even without DTR being a super consistent thrower of the ball with Zach Charbonnet and Britton Brown. I think this will be a a pretty formidable offense. Uh, It's just whether or not that defense uh, can rise to the occasion. Um, But yeah, it sounds like we're both in agreement on the Huskies uh, taking on UCLA uh, victoriously. And then uh, the next weekend, the Huskies go play Friday night in my new neck of the woods uh, against Arizona on the road. Um, I think we might be in agreement about this one. Yeah, Arizona, talent, from a talent perspective, is probably the worst team in the Pac-12. Um, so I like Washington going down to the desert and capturing a win. However, I think this shows flashes of 2016 where Arizona, again, not one of the better teams in the Pac-12, but Washington did struggle um, against them, even though they went to the playoff that year. I think this is one of those uh, games that is shows flashes of that, and Washington has a little bit of a tougher time. This just can't really pull away. I think they're always ahead, but really can't pull away, even though they dominated last year at home. I, Washington just never tends to play well in the mm-hmm. desert for whatever reason. They don't do well. Um, yeah. And in Arizona, they do have some playmakers on offense. I think Stanley Berryhill Jr. and Booby Curry are two guys that are really explosive. Um, and I think they are they are guys who, if given the chance in space, could make Washington pay. Um, but, you know, like we said, 
Arizona is just not talented at like really at all. Um, Jalen Harris, <laughs> Jalen Harris, defensive end is six five two sixty. He could give Washington some problems. Um, he got in the backfield a couple times uh, this last year against Washington, but I I think Washington wins this game. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a blowout like everybody might think it is um, expected to be. Yeah, well, a couple of things come to mind when I think of this game, and maybe I shouldn't just be thinking about memories from last year, but I think about the Huskies having third and 10 on their first set of downs in the game and then hitting Pukinikua for 75 yards on a drag route. Like, that secondary, um, I'm not convinced that they can make – I mean, they'd have to make pretty enormous bounds from where it was last year for the Huskies not to be able to put up some some points on this defense. And the other thing I keep remembering is uh, the pictures of Gunnar Cruz and how frustrated he looked as the Husky defense in the first half just absolutely blanked the Wildcats. So to me, this isn't a particularly close one. Like you said, Stanley Berryhill, Booby Curry, some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and Gunnar Cruz, for what it's worth, is also a talented playmaker at quarterback. Um, that said, I just don't think this uh, this defense, especially what we've seen from the Demo show so far in the uh, fall, I think this is an opportunity for the Huskies to come in. And, uh, you know, Jimmy has his run the damn ball hat, but maybe throw the damn ball all over these Wildcats. Yeah, I think um, you got to throw the ball over all over them as well. And it's not – like, I, I just look at this game and I just say, you know – Washington has struggled down in the desert. It could be just one of those games they just can't get out. They don't have the energy. They don't get out hot. You know, Arizona doesn't pack fans in, um, especially this year probably when they're expected to do uh, not too well. Um, But I I just see Washington getting out slow um, and maybe looking ahead to their next week where they play Stanford, a team they have had all sorts of struggles with. They had down to the farm this year. They have had a lot of trouble winning down there. as of late. So Luke, is there anybody, is there any way this is, this is a game where I think they are going to lose Scott and Chris also predicted a loss here. Uh, do you think they win? What do you think happens? Yeah. You know, basically for me, it's like, which Northern California team will the Huskies drop a disappointing one to? Uh, I, I think that, I don't know, like you said, this has been one that the Huskies have had a hard time with. It's kind of been a monkey on their back, both Northern California schools um, that said, I am a little more confident this go around. Austin Jones absolutely gashed the Huskies last year uh, in this matchup, but the Huskies had a really strong second half and almost climbed all the way back. Um, I think Austin Jones obviously is kind of what will make or break this offense uh, for Stanford. And I guess whether or not the Huskies are able to overcome or just contain him early and often will be important. Another thing to mention, new quarterback Jack West. Uh, it was Davis Mills last year against the Huskies, who was very effective early on. Um, all that to say, I think the Huskies kind of turned the tide in this one. Um, I think they are they really key in on stopping Austin Jones, try to force Davis – or not Davis Mills, Jack West to beat the Huskies through the air. Uh, and that's a matchup that I like for the Huskies. The one thing, like you said, I've been down to the farm, and it's such a weird environment because – Nobody really cares down there, right? So that is tough to do. But I think a year of playing in front of no crowd, the Huskies will be able to create their own energy in an empty uh, stadium down there. Yeah, I really hope so as well. I think another couple names to look out for 
Uh, Thomas Booker is not only one of he's one of the best defensive linemen in the Pac-12 this year. He's their captain on defense. He's their guy. I think he. I think I you know kind of with the mixed vibes of the farm, um, along with you know a, a strong defensive line, strong offensive line. I just like Stanford dominating the line of scrimmage here. Um, I think they're going to be able to just take control of Washington. Um, I, I do think that there are some ways I think Washington can win this game. They did lose a lot of playmakers, especially at the wide receiver position. Connor Weddington of note, um, he was very dynamic for the Cardinal last year. Um, and I think, you know, and they lost Simi Fajoko, their other top wide receiver. I think those are two names that could really have a big impact on Stanford this season as they don't have a ton of talent at the wide receiver position. But like Luke said, Austin Jones, man, he just tore up Washington's defensive front, and I think he's able to do that again this year. I think the, I think the X factor in this game um, for Washington on the defensive side of the ball is Tula Tuli Nasanoa and Taki Taimani. How well are they able going to be able to hold the line of scrimmage? Are they going to get gassed enough to where they keep you know keep running in with Jacob Bannis and Fatui Tuitele in and out, in and out? Um, I think that's something you can't do. Um, and I think for Stanford's offensive line, I think that's the main reason why I like them in this game. And it's just also very hard. It's just very hard to win. You know, I have them winning every game up until this point. It's very hard to win six, seven in a row. Yeah, that's true. I think also, um, I think the secondary of Stanford can fly under the radar. There's definitely some talented guys back there. Kyle Blue Kelly is a guy who has a number of starts under his belt for the Stanford defense. Salim Turner, Muhammad, Jonathan McGill. Um, so it's a tough team to move the ball against uh, in, in a road, uncomfortable atmosphere. I can definitely see why you'd go there. Uh, but this is another one that we're, I guess, disagreeing on. But now we both have the Huskies with one loss so far, rolling into uh, a very exciting matchup. First weekend of November, November 6th against the Oregon Ducks. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, um, this is a matchup. I mean... It's it, it really speaks for itself. These coaching staffs aren't a fan of fan of each other. Uh, fans, obviously, if you've been on Twitter, you can see some interaction there. They're quite friendly, um, you know. But as of late, too, Oregon just named the starting quarterback of Anthony Brown. Um, I like Washington winning this game. I just think they have so much energy. They have a huge chip on their shoulder against Oregon, especially after not being able to advance to the Pac-12 championship um, and Oregon doing so. Um, rivalry that I just think and at home I think Washington is able to hop on and really take of Anthony Brown um in his in his he's not the best passer good with kind of like DTR really good at the legs not the best passer and I think Washington takes uh takes care of him and is able to win a turnover battle which open which ultimately leads to a victory yeah this is an interesting one Oregon is so talented in so many places uh, but then there are some others uh, that I think, I don't know. For example, like you mentioned, Anthony Brown at quarterback, uh, Tyler Sheck kind of, it's an interesting situation with Tyler Sheck. I thought Tyler Sheck was a better quarterback than 
Anthony Brown last year, but down the stretch, they almost split time evenly. Tyler Sheck is now gone. Isaac Slade, Mountatia transferred out. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau and Noah Sewell are the kind of marquee guys. Uh, you also think of Mikhail Wright in the secondary. Uh, they have some talented and experienced receivers, Johnny Johnson, Jalen Red, and then Micah Pittman is kind of the young stud of that group. Um, I don't know. I think this will be a close game. That said, I think that this rivalry has really drawn even talent-wise. Oregon has taken the last two, uh, and I don't think the Huskies are inclined to lose a third straight to the Ducks. So I think it'll be an ugly game. It'll be close. Um, and it'll feel, I don't know, it'll feel like a real awesome rivalry uh, and what you want this rivalry to be going forward. But I think the Huskies will be victorious going forward. Both teams struggled a bit against the run last year. And I think the difference maker is going to be a big outing from Richard Newton and company. And the Huskies are able to milk it away uh, in the end. Yeah, I think another interesting situation here. There's not a resolution to this one yet, but they do have a couple DBs in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of their better DBs, too. Jamal Hill, he really came on as of late last season. Had a big – he had a monster game against USC. Um, and I think I think the other one who got in trouble – DJ James, maybe. They're both starting. Yeah, it was DJ James. Um, mm-hmm. they're, both start, they're both starters, uh, nickel and corner. And they are a little thin at that position as they lost a lot last year. Not a lot of guys with game reps. Um, and I, I, I mean, it's a weird situation. We don't know what's going to happen there, but I'm just saying there are some chances Oregon could, Oregon may not have those guys. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and then also at running back CJ Verdell and Travis Dye, I, if there's one matchup I am worried about, it's right there. Um, CJ Verdell has really, and Travis Dye, both of them have been a force to be reckoned with against Washington. Um, for the last couple of years, and I think if Oregon's going to win, they got to lean on those two heavily. Um, they can't; they just can't throw the ball as much as they think they have to. Yeah, another interesting thing to note: DJ James and um, why am I blanking now? DJ James and Jamal Hill. And Jamal Hill. So they, they've been suspended for; they're reinstated to practice with the team, and they're suspended for the Fresno State game. Okay. So okay. I don't know if that. I don't know if that means and the Ohio State game, or if they'll return for that. Nevertheless, like you said, it is a situation worth monitoring. And although they both are talented and starters, like you said, I think missing weeks of practice uh, is significant. Nevertheless, uh, it sounds like both of us are on the same page. Anything you'd like to add about this Oregon matchup? Yeah, um, it's going to be real physical. Washington's coming off against Stanford, you know, a Stanford team who also plays really physical. So I think that week before, too, is going to be a real telltale sign. I think Washington will have a lighter practice that week just because Stanford, you know, they're a bruiser, they're a bruising team. So Washington's got to be healthy for this game. There's no way around it. If they're healthy, I think they win. If they're unhealthy, it's going to be a tough game. Um, you sit, like you said too, Oregon's real hit and miss on some uh, positions. I think they're really, really hit. And I think they miss on some too. Um, but it's a rivalry game. You know, they're always close. It's, it's going to be a great game, I think. But ultimately home, home field advantage is what I like about Washington in this game. And I think they're just a little more. Cons- I think they'll be a little more consistent than Oregon on wa- on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, which is li- why I like them more. And I think that plays out huge in a rivalry game. I think consistency really, really matters. Wonderful, great. And then the Huskies stay at home for a matchup against Herm Edwards and uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Jack, break that one down for me. Yeah, um, 
this is by far the three toughest games of the season for Washington, um, Stanford, Oregon, Arizona State. I have Arizona State losing to Washington in my predictions um, that, that are posted, but I think this one's a nail-biter. I think this one comes down to the wire. Um, and ultimately, as of right now, I like Washington winning just because I think Arizona State is, is going to be one of those teams that could do really well this, people, this year as they are a trendy pick in the Pac-12 right now. But I think they can also surprise people and just stink it up this year. Um, they do have a difficult schedule. Um, I think one name that they have a great defensive backfield. Jack Jones is one guy, former five-star that originally committed to UFC. He's a stud back there. Um, they got a lot. Um, they got a lot of solid wide receivers too. Johnny Wilson, he's a freshman. LB Bunkley, Shelton, another freshman. They are real talented. Um, they're Brian Thompson Jr., another guy that's very great. And you can't mention their offense without Jalen Daniels. And he reminds me a lot of DTR. Um, I think he's a little bit better than DTR, but I think DTR has more weapons to go along with him. Uh, I like Washington winning this game, but I think it's going to be real close. Yeah. Uh, JD5, Jaden Daniels, interesting about him. I was looking, like you mentioned, sometimes inconsistent through the air. Uh, he's a career 60% almost on the nose. Uh, passer, but he's only thrown three picks in 16 games um, and his average yards per attempt is 8.6. So definitely capable of pushing the ball downfield and of course beating teams with his legs. Uh, I'm a big Jane Daniels fan. Um, you mentioned Johnny Wilson, LB Bunkley Shelton, Andre Johnson. They're definitely a talented team on that side of the ball. They have Chase Lucas, but he's with Byron Murphy. Uh, that is a red shirt senior also anchoring that defensive backfield. This is an interesting one. Um, the program itself isn't in as much kind of turmoils as I anticipated it might be after some news that came out this offseason. It doesn't really look like much is going to end up coming of that. Um, if anything ends up happening, I know that there are some coaches that are still on paid leave. Um, but I think, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how Arizona sets the tone for the year kind of in wake of that news. I think if Arizona State comes out hot, this will be – a team that will uh, contend for the Pac-12 South title. Uh, and I think they could take the Huskies down. Um, I also, like you said, could see, I don't know, maybe something happens with one of the coaches that's on leave and there's more of a punishment that comes down and that kind of sets a negative air for that program heading into this year. All that to say, um, I think I'm going to have to go with a disappointing loss here for the Huskies. Uh, I think Jane Daniels, like you said, DTR similarities, but I think he's got a little bit more consistent of an arm. Um, and I think that an electric kind of Arizona state offense after an emotional win for the Huskies against Arizona, or against Oregon the week before um, will disappoint the Huskies and hand them the second loss of the year. Yeah. Um, I definitely could see it going that way as well. Um, I, I think it's like you said, you know, they're real explosive um, and which is why I could see, Washington, you know, slipping, uh, slipping back. But I think, I think with a lot of senior leadership and I think if they are doing this well up until the season, you know, if they continue to build a lot of momentum off what I think is going to happen during the season, I don't see him losing this one at home. It's going to be, I think this one's under the lights. I think it's a big matchup. I, I don't see Washington personally right now losing it, but I, you know, Arizona state is going to be really, they're going to either be really, really hit or they're going to be real miss this year. I think with what's going on in their coaching, um, off-field issues it's it's gonna be a wild ride for sure nevertheless they move on to at Colorado um, I have I have Washington going to 10 and one after this game 
But I think this is I think this is a trap game for Washington. I think they barely survive. Washington doesn't play as well on grass fields. That's Colorado, um, and they have a fabulous running back by the name of Jack Broussard. Um, he's the Pac-12's leading rusher. Um, he is excellent. I think it's going to be a real close game, kind of like Arizona. I just don't think that Colorado has the overall talent to keep up with Washington. And I think against and in these games too, Washington is just so consistent. They've always been consistent against these kind of teams where they have talent but have some explosive playmakers. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado pull out a win just because, you know, Washington, like I said, doesn't typically play as well on grass. Um, it's on the road, the altitude. Colorado's been a little bit of a trend, sleeper pick for the Pac-12 South, um, but I like them pulling it out just barely. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Colorado's definitely an interesting team. Um, like you mentioned, obviously, an extremely talented carrier of the football. That said, they are replacing a quarterback in Sam Neuer. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. They have LaVisca Schnault's brother, Levante Schnault, uh, out wide. Um, so I, I think this could be a tough one for the Huskies as well. All that to say, I think that the Huskies are the more talented team here. Uh, on top of that, the Huskies, um, I don't know, lost a disappointing one to Colorado their last time out. Um, and I think it'll be, even though it's been a while, somewhat of a revenge game for that and for the Huskies to kind of right their ship uh, because I think they'll need this one to hold on to the opportunity to play for the North in the Apple Cup. Uh, so with what's on the line, I think Demo. I can lead the Huskies to a gritty uh, needed win. Yep, I, I'm there with you. Next up, Washington State finishes out the regular season um, for the Huskies. Um, I mentioned in my preview, it's no, it's no secret. Jimmy Lake um, doesn't have a lot of happiness towards the team across the Ma- Cascade Mountains in Washington State. He's been pretty vocal about them, what he thinks. Uh, I like Washington continuing their uh, decade-long dominance against the Cougs. Um, I think this. I think the Washington scheme defensively is just tailor made to be a team uh, like Nick, like Rolovich's team, you know, who likes to gun the ball downfield um, and you know throw the ball a lot. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um, like you said, Jimmy is not one to hide his feelings towards the Cougs, and on top of that, um, the Husky. Players are also starting to get vocal about it already. Cam Davis said his what he's looking forward to most this year is beating the Cougs, um, which is awesome. I love that energy. Um, and I said it, I think, two years ago in my prediction on dogman.com about the Apple Cup. But the Cougs beating the Huskies, I'll believe it when I see it. Until then, I don't think they can be within double digits points. Yep. Right? I will not believe it until I see it. This is a team right now, the biggest headline about the Cougs going into – 2021 is Nick Rolovich, um, which like, I don't know, that's on him. Um, but it, you know, it's an interesting situation. Like he, he I, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like a program that is trending in the right direction to dethrone the Huskies and what's been an absolutely dominant over 3000 day streak of just handing it to the Cougs. Um, and uh, I think the Huskies will be tackling Max Borgie in the backfield a lot. <laughs> I think they will as well. Um, I, you know, kind of like you said, they aren't trending in the right direction. I think it's a perfect way to describe them. They got a lot of talented receivers in Renard Bell and Calvin Jackson Jr. and C.J. Moore. Mm-hmm. 
But outside of that, and Abe Lucas up on the offensive line and Jihad Woods yeah. on, at linebacker, they just don't have a lot. Um, nothing outside of that just really gets the eye, peaks you. Um, they just, I just don't think they're as physical enough to match up with a team like Washington. With that being said, For sure. I think our final predictions, Luke, you have Washington dropping two games to Arizona State and Cal. I have them dropping a one lone ro- loss on the road at Stanford down in the farm. Um, but with that being said, my, my prediction might be 11 and one, but I think there are a couple games on this schedule, notably Oregon, Arizona state and Colorado in which I think Washington is going to have a tough uphill battle against. Um, so does this no 11 and one, no way easy. I could just as well seeing it being a nine and three, maybe eight and four. I think that's a little too low for an experienced team like Washington. Um, but yeah, I have an, I have an 11 and one an optimistic 11 and one Washington heading to the PAC 12 championship. I think they face Utah in the PAC 12 championship. Once again, Man, I and if I had to pit predict that matchup right now, oh man, it would be. I think this would be another bloodbath. Not quite seven zero, more like thirteen ten. And I think I'd take the offensive edge to Washington. I have them. I would have them winning that game and advancing to their second college football playoff. I think the two thousand twenty one <laughs> season is showing shades of two thousand sixteen. I really do think it. I think Phil Steele um, is going to have this one right as well. Yeah, you know, I like. I think Phil Steele is obviously extremely accurate, so I'm excited about that. I think ten and two is enough for the Huskies to win the North. In terms of who's going to rise from the South, that's a tough one. I think uh, you've almost got a, a one third shot of Utah, USC, or Arizona State. Um, maybe Arizona State is kind of the third in that mix, but I would not be surprised to see any of those three. Whereas in the North, you're probably looking at Oregon or Washington. I see the Huskies winning the North for the second consecutive year, might I add. Yeah, good um, add. Yeah, right? So uh, they'll defend their North title. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I think it'll be an exciting year. And uh, I think it's an important one for Jimmy. Uh, it, it's been an interesting couple of, I guess, almost two years since he took over uh, from Coach Peterson. Uh, with COVID and everything like that, NIL and the implications on recruiting for both. But I think the Huskies have a young, talented team. And if Washington can come out and set the tone early uh, and experience success, I think it could turn the tides um, for, I guess, kind of the the national perception of the program. I Uh, I agree. And I think that Michigan game is all important as well. I think if you beat Michigan, you set yourself up for a great season. If you lose to them, it's a little bit of an uphill climb, especially with that national relevance, you know, national perspective on the team. Um, but I think going just real quick, one last thing to add. Um, we looked a lot of other opponents in their team. I think Washington, when you look at them, I think they improved from last year um, with the transfer quarter and, and the additions of Jalen Polk, Bookie Radley-Hiles, um, just to name a few. They also had some injury problems last year. Ryan Bowman missed a couple games. Tuli Tuli Nasanoa missed a couple. And then you have guys like Savelle Smalls, Braylon Trice, who are really um, who you expect to emerge kind of as their own on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I like Washington to be better than last year. Uh, and I see a lot of other Pac-12 teams, notably Oregon, um, USC, who have gotten worse. Um and I see Washington as one of those teams that has gotten uh, not only distinctively better, um, 
And I, that's why I like them really running the table in this Pac-12 year, especially with Dylan Morris having already four games under his belt. He's cool, calm, collected. And from what I saw this fall, man, he's looked great, which is why ultimately I like Washington sitting at 11-1. and one. Yeah. Another thing, I don't know how to articulate this well, but I think if you were to look at each individual game that the Huskies play and not in the context of a 12-game season, I think it's reasonable to think that the Huskies like could or should win every single one of those games. Obviously, it's just you don't just you like you don't run the table in college football. It's very hard to do, and if you do, uh, you're a top two seed and playing in the college football playoff. Um, but like for example, you take those hard games versus Oregon. That's a game that the Huskies certainly could win versus Arizona State at Stanford at Michigan. Individually, if you look at each game, I think the Huskies have a great chance of winning all of them. Um, so I don't think it's a matter of necessarily their talent level. I think if the Huskies can build momentum and confidence, they could be a formidable force. Uh, yeah. I, so I'm right there. With yeah. You. I think it's just matchups and I think it's Washington. I think certainly they'll probably be the favorites in almost every single game they played this year. Um, if, if I, as of right now, they are the favorites in every single game, maybe outside of Michigan, and which is kind of why I like Washington. I just think they have a lot of, I think they have a lot of energy uh, and I don't think they drop as many games, you know, some Chris Peterson teams while he was a fantastic coach games like Cal, you know, they were in Stanford, they were known to fall asleep, which is why I like Jimmy. He brings a little bit more energy than coach Pete. Uh, and I like, I, I just like the mix of youth and experience they have at Washington right now, which is kind of why I think Washington with a mix of an easier schedule amongst other Pac-12 teams, why I like them. Yeah, absolutely. One last thing I'll add just on the youth and energy and everything, but also some leadership and experience. I think that I'm excited about what Dylan Morris brings to the table as a leader. Uh, It sounds from all the interviews you hear that he's even keeled. Uh, Everyone seems to like him and trust him. But on top of that, he brings the energy uh, you saw the gifs of him like doing the ice in his veins against Utah after throwing that game-winning touchdown. I think that he he reminds me he, he's gritty is I guess what I like about him, uh, and I think he could take a big step forward in his sophomore. I guess he's still by the books a freshman, but his second season as a starter for the Huskies. I I couldn't agree more there, especially after watching him play this fall. But nevertheless, uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up now. Um, you can catch all the rest of the content on dogman.com. We will have more predictions, game predictions, game previews, a little bit more in depth on each opponent as uh, weeks progress. Luke and I will be doing this together. Hopefully get a podcast out to you guys, uh, what, every week you think on a matchup opponent, something like that? Yeah, certainly. I would say so, especially with the previews and stuff we'll be doing. I think one a week is certainly achievable. I I agree. Um, uh, we're gonna be, we'll be look to, looking to do that. I think with that being said, um, I'm Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger. Thank you and go dogs.